All right. Well, I guess we'll start. Uh, thanks. Uh, first off, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. So, I, my pleasure. Nice for us to finally talk. <laughs> um, I guess uh, to start off, you know, uh, how did you get involved in music, and at what point did you decide that uh, film composition was uh, the direction you wanted to go in? Um, well, film composition. I I didn't really know what film music was really because mm. I was brought up. I was brought up in a, a kind of a, a fun background. My father was a songwriter, and uh, where I was where I was born in Scotland, he had a residential recording studio, and uh, we'd have uh, every week bands from all over the world coming to stay. And you know, we had like Ozzy Osbourne living with us for about four or five months, recording an album. And as a child. Uh, I thought this was what you did. I thought you just banged on drums and played the piano and uh, and had fun because every, everyone else near me were farmers um, and uh, the only world I saw was the music world. So I thought, well, I've got to do something like that, I suppose. It's, it's, it's fun and it's, <laughs> um, everyone else was doing it. So, And then I basically, um, I went to school. I started, I started doing... Com commercials a lot of commercials when i was young like 16 oh, wow. 15 16 um and then a lot of radio idents and and jingles you name it for nappies i was doing them um uh, but the commercial world i knew the songwriting i, I didn't i didn't relate to because i couldn't couldn't write lyrics to say if I, I i had no idea how to get words to rhyme so I thought, well, that's not going to happen. Um, but I, but I, I did like writing these little pieces of music that was a different style for 28 seconds. Uh -huh. So uh, I did that, and then, and then when I was about 18, we had to do a school project. 17, 18, had to do a school project, and I did it on music for. Uh, it was going to be a commercial. Uh, project, but there wasn't that much mileage in it. So uh, I kind of thought, well, I'll, get, I'll do some films. And I had to choose some people uh, that I wanted to write to. Uh, and, I, and I chose Stanley Myers. Oh, okay. Because uh, Stanley was living then, and Stanley, uh, uh, Hans Zimmer used to work for Stanley. Right. So I wrote to Stanley and Stuart Copeland, because for some reason I remember, I remember as a child watching Wall Street, Mm -hmm. uh, and just not knowing what on earth this music was, because it wasn't, it wasn't music a lot of the time. It was drums and percussion. And I studied percussion. Okay. And I knew I wanted to kind of, I thought drumming was fun, and I found it easier than trying to sight read the piano, because I, I was so bad. <laughs> um, so I thought, well, I'll do that. Uh, I wrote to Stuart, asked his advice for my paper, and then, and then I started for some reason then watching films and, I, and and then I kind of I saw films like Wall Street and Rain Man and I just thought it was just very interesting the way this music was making me think more about the plot and the characters that were going on mm -hmm. instead of how I treated music as I've got to sell I've got to sell <laughs> this brand of coffee in 28 seconds um, so I so that's where I kind of thought it'd be interesting and then and then at school I, I you know I met I, I think I did my first short film when I was 17 because I uh, and I, I, I kind of really enjoyed it it was just I, I got to to write 
longer melodies and they didn't have to be they didn't have to consist of a, a sting on them so that's that was that that was the beginning uh-huh. and then um uh and then 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 it was a very very long 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 journey into lots <laughs> of different um i mean you you're constantly i guess working and you're switching between different genres a lot do you find it hard to be able to you know you know go from a comedy and then switching to you know something much more heavy and dark i mean how how does that work on your i guess your psyche and in terms of being able to write the different emotional music you know changing back and forth so quickly well you know I I don't want to say I find it easy because that could get, that could uh, create a lot of trouble for me. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I think what the the, the best experience I had was doing commercials uh-huh. because every day was a different project and every day was a different point of view. And you you would do you know you could be doing something for a large choir and orchestra and then the next day it could be. Um, a dance track, or just different genres, um, and and that's I always found that exciting. And I think the thing is being able to kind of jump around. It, it's being versatile, uh-huh. and I and and I and I and I like being able to kind of jump into the different genres, but the styles, and and know that you know, uh, yesterday I you know write a bit of comedy, and then today I've got to I've got to make them cry. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it's just, it keeps, it keeps you on your toes. Right. I mean, I, I mean, that makes sense. I didn't, I never thought that how commercials, you know, you're going really quickly back and forth. That makes a lot of sense. Um, well, the, the, th- the thing is, is that it, it, it's the commer- commercials music, they, they, they've got to, they've got to tell a story mm-hmm. in, 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 in 28 seconds. And, and film music, we we can tell a story in you know seventeen in seventy minutes. The mm-hmm. story's got to progress, and so's the theme. Writing a pop song is two and a half minutes. Right. A, a lot of them don't really tell very good stories, but <laughs> the, the 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 intention is you know you meet a girl, you fall in love, and you get married, and then you get your heart broken. There's there's a kind of there's a journey there, and and to be able to get this in a small space of time is a great great skill which there's you know there's masters at it that just do it absolutely perfectly mm-hmm. and it's a, it, it's a it, it's not to be taken for granted because a lot of people kind of say oh they are commercials and but my goodness the, the amount of times i found myself with the television on and subconsciously singing the the the, the bed mattress theme <laughs> um for a certain brand in, in los angeles so it it's a it's a great skill, but it's a great training to get your craft together. Right, and so I guess I mean you started really short with commercials. You 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 did some films, and then you do something like uh, Call of Duty, where you have to compose you know seven eight hours of music. How how does that change? Like for a video game, what challenges does that uh, bring up? Well, the the challenges with the video games are it, it's we you know. The Call of Duty and the way I try to look at computer games are this, there's, there's very simplistic ways of doing it. You write your music and you deliver it. Mm-hmm. And then that music can get looped and, and, and basically the, game, the player will just sit there with the same piece of music just looping mm-hmm. constantly. Um, and, I, and I just, uh, Call of Duty was, was the first film uh, game I'd, work, uh, I'd done. And and I just thought about it 
as the way we would approach a film in regards to you write your main piece of music. Now, instead of them looping it, why don't we do variations of it where it's in the same key and same tempo so it can be cut and uh -huh. connected? Uh, so, the, so the player, instead of just hearing the same thing going round and round in circles, instead of the, uh, so the player can sit there and hear a, piece of, a, a proper piece of music where it's developing with the gameplay. Mm -hmm. so, so even if the, you know, the, the, in the game the programming's not there for the music to change when he turns left and he shoots somebody, musically we're still evolving so the player feels they're in, they're in a film. Because right. I think I, what I liked out of Call of Duty and what a lot of people said was you know, they felt like they were in a film. And, uh, you know, musically, you, you know, I think we tried to cover, there, there was a lot of tongue-in-cheek there musically, oh, because there was yeah. kind of, you know, there was, there was, not, there was, a, there was a few nods to uh, the genres of films. And, uh -huh. it, and, it, and it's fun. You oh, know, it was a lot that, of fun. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing, is that it's meant to be fun. And, uh, and I know that, you know, that there, was a, there was a lot of hours of music done. But it was all connected, and it was just different variations. And it was, it was you know, watching... I'd never played computer games uh, before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, went and I went and played it, and I got a bit too addicted to it. But, I, but, I, but the thing is, is that having the music set to it just gets you into this world that it's very unlike a film. And, and, and I think, again, film, game music is very like commercial music. A lot of people have not appreciated how effective and influential it is know, um, yeah. and and it's so essential because it, it's it's it, 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 it's 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 so essential that you can just you get into that world you're that character I'm not sitting there watching the film in 3D I'm playing and I've got this bombastic soundtrack behind me <laughs> uh, pushing me through <laughs> so uh, we all had a lot of fun on that Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, I, you know, when the, the music starts up and you're about to, you know, play a multiplayer match, I still remember, you know, oh, that's, you know, I loved it, so it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But listening to your work, I feel that your uh, your themes, you know, they strive in uh, simplicity, you know, very, your, your themes are very simple, that echo kind of big emotions, uh, like crying with laughter and, and ironclad, too, but do you, do you favor, you know, simple melodies versus creating these, you know, big, more complex arrangements? Yeah, I, you know, my coming coming from Scotland, I I do think we you know we we subconsciously do get influenced our, by our surroundings, right? And musically, I know that um, I don't I don't listen to it now, but I know as a child that you know a lot of Scottish and folk music I was I would listen to. Mm -hmm. so, so melody lines to me. Uh, I always tend to, and I don't know why, but I kind of I sit back and I'll and I'll hear a, a Scottish lament going on, or you know a, 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 that simplistic top line where it's it's hummable, and right. I, I I think that crying crying with laughter. I knew that we couldn't. I didn't want to do a, a tune because it was just going to be. Uh, um, it was a very intimate small film. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to ev evoke a tune, if that makes any sense, and just kind of suggest that there was something there. 
and uh, and every time I started doing a strident tune or something that was prominent, it just distracted me from the visuals, and it distracted everyone else. So I thought, you know, so it's, you know, nice and simple, where it's you, it, it's four bars long, and you can hum it, and that's mm. it. And with Ironclad, I knew the danger of doing bombastic tunes or or very complex uh, complex tunes was it was going to slowly turn into a, a you know a, a big Hollywood score, right? Which none of us wanted. And and the thing was that there was no there was no temp for the film, and we just basically we knew that we wanted to do something small. You know, it's very difficult to do action scenes and not go grand uh-huh. because at the end of the day. It's boys will be boys, and we want to have some fun. Um, and the thing is, is that we looked at it, and I, the, ch- the tune-wise, I personally felt that to make it more intimate and smaller and have long arcs made it grand without having to do big fanfares all the time. Mm-hmm. And a, I just yeah. think, you know, I, I think to go down that route, it's 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 uh it can turn very hollywood sounding and uh and i think we were just trying to make it intimate and and melody wise i i i like a tune that i can i can play on the piano and i'm not very i'm not a good piano player <laughs> so i like i like to be able to play my chord progression and my top long one finger and and then and then remember it straight away so and again it comes back to commercials trying to do a tune where it's with the hook is there immediately right right um and I, 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 I just love trying to figure that out so you're able to start off and as soon as you hear that uh that that melody line it's it's basically a hook because you're going da da and it's right boom straight straight to it that, that's what i yeah that's what i loved about ironclad that i mean the you had these amazing textures and instrumentation that it felt i don't know it felt really it felt heavy but it didn't feel like you know gladiator 2 or kingdom of heaven 2 you know it felt like no. yeah no 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 you know the the thing is is that i are you, you know, the danger was doing a film like this, everybody's going to say it sounds like this or it sounds like that. Right, right. Or, 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 or the good one, it's uh, um, choir and strings. What a cliche. Uh, it's, it's, it, you, at the end of the day, I think it doesn't matter if it is a cliche. It's what works. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that, you know, to try to get a small band feel, um, one of them... I managed to track down this fantastic band um, from Germany, and they they do these. Uh, they're called uh, Corvus Corax, and they do the most humongous festivals all over Europe. And it's me- medieval heavy metal goth rock. That's the only way I can describe them. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and you look them up on the internet, and the crowds are massive, and they're playing. The, the tunes that you would imagine during that period of time, mm-hmm. um, but with passion and rock and roll sensibility. And um, I got them on board. They were in Germany when I was here, but we managed to send, you know, through to the joys of technology, send files back and forth. Um, but they, they again, uh, were a good influence because you're, you're, You've got to remember that period of time, the melodies were very restricted as well. Oh, yeah. And when you start listening to Gregorian chants and, and music from the medieval, they, they don't... 
but don't they they don't sing and they don't kind of uh do big tunes it's, there's a structure there and there's a thematic context but so i try to look at it that way as well you think well i can't do gregorian chant because this this is just going to kill them <laughs> but what 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 is the principle of the gregorian chant and again it probably came back to scottish laments so i thought okay nice simplistic uh, melodies that that can be used as big arcs through the picture because uh-huh. There was a lot of battle, and I know that I just didn't want to kind of do the you uh, battle music uh, where it was just choppy, choppy, choppy. And I, and I just thought, well, try to get nice long themes, and uh, and then the and then Corvus uh, Cor- Corvus Corax to go and do their thing on top of them. Boy, did they do their thing! <laughs> Uh, when you when you write, uh, do you get more inspired by uh, the characters in the story, or is it more of the plot and the setting, or do you try to find a balance uh, between the two? Uh, well, you know, I think there's so many things that can change it. You know, you can geographically can change your themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the period, time can change your themes, but the one thing. I think I've I've learned through you know the the great training I've, I've thankfully been able to have is that uh, it it doesn't matter where the period of time and it doesn't matter where the characters are based it's the emotion mm-hmm. and and I think that I try to look at it and go it doesn't matter if the guy's twelve fifteen or two thousand and fifteen um, lo- love is love passion is passion. Uh, hatred is hatred, and these feelings don't change. And I think that uh, I'll look at it, and that tune I could do for a, a modern day film, but uh, it, the instrumentation would change, obviously, uh-huh. because I don't, I don't believe in. I, I think sometimes when you see period pieces and there's electronic percussion going on, I don't quite understand that because I think that kind of puts you off guard, but. Um, I, I think that you've just got to look at the characters and and look at their eyes and 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 go well, they're 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 doing a cause here, especially in, in Ironclad. They they have a mission here, and it's uh, defend their fort, and that's the same as somebody in 2010 defending their home. Right. Um, so I just like to kind of look at it as uh, the emotions of the character. It doesn't matter when or where they are. It's just simplistically them, and and how do we get the viewer to sit back and uh, relate to them? Because I can't relate to a knight in twelve fifteen. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I I, I I can't. But when you know music can help, and we can get the 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 the, the viewer on a journey and sit back and and relate to it. And music, I think, is just a it's a wonderful other communication we have. No, I, I mean I love that answer a lot because I'm not a musician. I, I I don't play any music or, but it was music that got me into film when I was you know nine ten years old and uh, it's uh, what I use to write scripts, edit. I mean it's for me it's the most important part of telling a story. But I, uh, that answer that's a great answer. I love it. <laughs> you know here here's the interesting thing because it's something I've always wondered and I, and I still can't figure out if if emotion 
is geographically different. So as, a, as somebody being Scottish, if what to me, if I get, played something to you and that to me is, is sad, mm-hmm. if, if, if you feel the same or if somebody in China feels the same, because it's, a, it's an interesting thing with the world of film music, how we're trying to do something for, you know, so the whole world can experience. Uh-huh, right. um, uh, and, and a love story, whether musically people do feel differently, because I know, I know, the, I, 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 going back to Scottish lament, <laughs> a lament to me is one of the saddest things I can ever hear. Um, but then some people in the Western world might say it's rather boring, but it's, uh, it's, the sound, you know, the Aborigines in Australia, the didgeridoo. I, I've been at a, a concert in Edinburgh where they had a recital and there was people crying. Uh, it's, I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing that musically how we can just tell different stories. And, and I think emotions are the interesting thing, I think, about how, to me, I try to think of what my emotions are for my country and, and hopefully other countries can relate to it, but it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting idea how people think differently about what emotion is. Cause I think generally funny music is funny music, no matter where. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. So that's, we're in the same boat there, but, um, I guess to, uh, I guess wrap things up. I always like to ask composers if you had the uh, opportunity to, Rescore any movie ever made with no disrespect to the original composer, like something that you'd want to try out. What movie uh, would you would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, is that my top list of films musically, I don't, I don't think I I could do as good as they. Selfishly, I'd like to rescore the Goonies. Uh-huh. Ooh, uh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I know, I know, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I think. Um, I think, you know, if there's something I'd like to, oh boy, that's a hard one. No, I, I, I'd say I'd, I'd love to do the Goonies, but I know I wouldn't do a good job beating <laughs> <laughs> that. But I think, I think, you know, the problem is, is that to, that kind of question is difficult because I look at it and I go, well, the film I know, so I, I already can relate to the music, and I, and I, and I say well i'd always have that in the back of my mind oh, definitely, my, yeah. fa- my, fa- my favorite films i've got my favorite film scores in so i'd be influenced by that so if if um oh, i've got to come up with one answer haven't i if i, if I don't <laughs> i come up bad no i'm sticking with my guns i do goonies okay. and i and put my mark on it and and um i'd get i'd get that pirate ship out of the cave that's what i would <laughs> Alrighty, that's that's a good answer. Um, but uh, I guess that's all I have for you. Um, I thank you again so much for doing this. It was a real fun, real pleasure. My pleasure, and hopefully we'll be we'll speak soon. There's more. There's more more projects coming and more games coming. Oh, definitely. Um, you're doing. Are you? You did Crisis with Hans, right? Uh, yes, Crisis Two. Right. Yes. Okay. Can't wait for that. Uh, so. Yeah. No, that's that. That is. That is very, very, very good. The gameplay on that, as as a as a novice game player, my goodness, that is uh, that is one breathtaking uh, game. That and uh, and again, 
again, you know what? It, it's it's a it's it's a pleasure to do these games because you get into that world. You actually right. start doing it, and for a brief second, I'm you know I'm. I'm sta- I'm uh, I'm standing there wearing a nano suit, ready to take on a, on uh, New York, but um, uh, it, it's 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 just it's just it's fun, and and uh, I think I'm working on Spyro at the moment, and Ooh. and that that's a different a whole different ball game because it's it's not Call of Duty and uh, and Crisis Two for you know people running around with guns. It's, right, right. it's the exact opposite. It's 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 very like um, I, I did a two couple of months ago. I did the Rango game because we were doing Hans was doing the the, the film, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I took over the game and I did that. And again, that was an it's another thing where it's you can't take yourself too serious because it, you know it's it's uh, it, it it's fun and uh, and people want to kind of play these games and and. And at the end of it, keep smiling. Mm-hmm. And you know, Rango was great fun because of that, because it was a, a change. You know, the interesting thing: you go from Call of Duty, you go to Rango, the game, then you do Crisis Two, and then you do Spyro. <laughs> so on top of the film projects, these games definitely get you into all the different genres. So there's no, there's no, there's no getting bored with uh, changing styles. That's for sure. <laughs> Alrighty, Lauren. Well, thank you so much. Lovely speaking to you. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.